Hello guys, gals, and non-binary pals. I'm your host, Ajay, and this is Win and Forks, a weekly Twilight podcast where two 20-something lesbians ruin everything you love about the international best-selling series by Stephanie Meyer. Thanks for tuning in. Wow. What a week, huh, Taylor? What a week. What a couple of chapters that we read, too. This is going to be quite the discussion. No, it's it's been a lot just for me personally, just barely making my deadline. But also, just these chapters were actually getting me through. They were getting me through. Truly. Um, there's so many, There's so much passion. We have a doc that we share that we talk about what we want to talk about. And the passion seeping on these pages is just unreal. Very, very much so. Um, I'm Ajay, uh, Team Bella Wolfpack, and obviously uh, my ship here is uh, Team Vangela, who we're going to be talking about today. Oh, hell yes. My name's Taylor. My pronouns are she, her. My current teams are the Colin family, and particularly my girl, Asme. Yes. Uh, but before we even talk about uh, the greatness that is these chapters, um, so we hit some Twilight anniversaries this week, y'all. We hit so many. So many. Yesterday was the 12th anniversary of the Twilight film. Uh, the day before that was the 11th anniversary of the New Moon film. And then earlier in June was the 10-year anniversary of Eclipse. And then on the 18th of November was the ninth anniversary of Breaking Down Part One. And on the 16th of November was the eighth anniversary of Breaking Down Part Two. Wait, I'm just realizing that Eclipse is the only summer release. Why? That's so no, weird. Okay. I don't know what was going on. These are That's so bizarre. November movies. All within like a week of each other. And then we have Eclipse. It's like, hey guys. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense but okay sure wow <laughs> eclipse is not like the other girls i like eclipse i know i'm in the minority there but i love eclipse so we'll we'll eclipse. passionately debate that <laughs> i loved eclipse when i was like 16 but okay so i guess you're just calling me immature that's cool ajay no no it's just i loved it for reason. me ajay i'm sorry but hey i just said you have no taste you're a 16 year old still get off this podcast listen at least it's not breaking down part one or two i would no. trust you if it was absolutely not i feel like those are strictly for the heterosexuals yeah it's a no for me dog there have its moments they're moments but overall <laughs> so let's just get into it and uh talk about the chapters in chapter seven Nightmare. Bella has a very on-the-nose dream about vampires and wolves and is instantly convinced that she knows like everything now. In chapter eight, Bella goes to Port Angeles with her friend Jessica and her wife Angela, yes. but things don't quite go as planned when Bella wanders off and is attacked by a group of gross men. And then in chapter nine, Theory, Edward saves Bella from said gross men, and Bella is made to share her discoveries on what she believes Edward is. Spoiler alert, he's a fucking vampire. What? <laughs> what? Oh my gosh, are you serious? 
I'm so serious. Like that's crazy. It's it's insane. So we we've talked about this in the past two episodes already, but it's like Stephanie Meyer is just I can't deal with this anymore. Like Bella's nightmares are just always just so obvious. Spoiler alert. If you have read the books, Edward is a vampire and Jacob becomes a wolf. But in this dream, specifically in chapter seven, Bella has a dream of a reddish brown wolf, which is what Jacob is. We haven't even touched on it yet. And then Edward has like sharp teeth and like she just instantly knows he's a vampire. What? I... And then I'm just, and then she just starts telling us everything. Like, it's so annoying. Like, she's like, oh, I read this book uh, from the 18th century, but I, I couldn't get all the way through it because it had the name Edward in it. I'm sorry. I thought that was hilarious. I loved that part. <laughs> so funny. Every book she reads, it's just like, she's being assaulted with this name because I feel like that's like, a thing that actually happens like you don't want to think about something and then of course you start seeing it everywhere I thought that was hilarious no I get it but it was just the 18th century part like I like we get it he's old as shit we get it (laughs) or when she will be like can can the Cullens read my mind do they know what I was thinking I don't know how I'm gonna get through five, six, I'm sorry, six books of this. Although I will say, I don't I don't remember the other books super, super well, but I feel like once she knows, it's like a little less, because she's still in her like guessing game stage now. Like that's probably gonna chill out a little bit once she actually knows the rules of the, of the, you know, species or whatever. Oh God, I hope so. But I something tells me, she won't <laughs> just <laughs> can we talk about bella blasting music for three hours i love it and it's not just any music it's like screamo emo music it's such a vibe um i thought it was so funny because she doesn't even say that she's just like listening to music she says it's she she says she's listening to it obviously to take her mind off of everything she's thinking about in her dreams and she said, listening to the music is the whole purpose of the exercise is to forget, <laughs> which I thought was the funniest way of phrasing that. The whole purpose of the exercise, <laughs> the exercise meaning just listening to screamo music. Seriously, it's like she had one therapy session and she just picked up all of the vocab words. <laughs> truly, truly though. I think this series would have been a lot shorter had Bella just gone to therapy. Yeah, be, we'd be one and done at about 10 pages the jeans thing she's obsessed with them okay she falls asleep with them on and then she's like oh i was too uncomfortable to go back to bed maybe it's because you're wearing fucking jeans girlfriend take them off and then she says that she's wearing jeans and a t-shirt since she's staying indoors like what is like do you wear jeans around your house like put some yoga pants on is this against the mormon religion is that why we're not having her in sweats or yoga pants i just make it make sense who wants to do that the only time I'm ever falling asleep in jeans is if I'm dead ass tired. Like, right, or like in the car. Bed and that's it. All that friction. I can't. All that friction. <laughs> and then she doesn't cuss. She says, holy crow. Who says that? 
That's so weird. It's not even holy cow. Like holy cow, I've heard holy crow. What? <laughs> What's what happening? I feel we were so cheated out of hearing Kristen Stewart say holy crow in the movies. No, you're right. I I agree. I want it. I need it. Pump it directly into my veins. Holy crow. <laughs> Let's see if she's doing a cameo and just pay her to say holy crow. We pay Kristen Stewart $600 to say holy crow for us. Best $600 I've ever spent. But it's like, she's like, again, she's just so smart and so dumb because it's like she does the research on the internet, but then she thinks that she's going to find something factual on 2005 internet. No, I have to, I have to go deeper into this internet search because I have so many notes that I wrote down that I was just shook at. So first of all, I love that she has dial-up still and she's eating cereal and she's doing all the things waiting for this internet to dial up. Like that is aggressively mid 2000s, which I loved. I love how she says that she didn't Google it, but she eventually made it to my favorite search engine. <laughs> okay, who? Okay, never mind. Was sure, even a thing? Was Bing? I don't know, but I that killed me. And I also love that she types one word in. She literally just types vampire. Bitch, SEO is not on your side. You have to be more specific than that. Type in, you know, vampire Forks Washington, vampire American history. Like just typing in vampire is so funny. I just can't. I thought it was the funniest thing. And it's just it shows how much technology has changed in these like 15 years since this book came out. And then like, she does it like early in the morning and then she goes outside, like she just walks across the street, I guess, or behind her house and she's just in the woods. She vibes, she vibes this whole chapter. I love that she vibes this whole chapter and then she's exhausted by the end of the day from like doing homework and going to the woods. I'm so tired. <laughs> she literally just walks into the woods to have this epiphany about Edward being a vampire. And then she just takes her ass right back into the house and is like, I'm so tired. <laughs> well, time for my Macbeth paper. <laughs> right. But can we talk about the fact that she knows the names of the trees because Charlie taught her when they were driving in her childhood? How would she remember that? You're those are that's a blur. Like, that there's a pine tree. <laughs> what the fuck? How would he be able to point it out to her and her just recognize it so fast? She's a, she's a biology queen, though. We've already established. She did great in the, in the onion lab. Maybe the, uh, Bella needs to be a biologist. Welcome to our new podcast. Bella is a biologist. <laughs> Bella is a biologist. Then we start getting into the uh, uh, territory uh, because her logic, which is just so not correct, is that now that she knows Edward is a vampire, because he hasn't hurt her, he must not be bad. What? Exactly. And she's like only even remotely knows she should be scared of him because of what Jacob said. And I'm like, girlfriend, maybe you should examine the evidence a little because there is so much more than what he told you like is it not the fact that he's shoving you in his car knows where you live looking at people murderously angry like is that not a red flag we find out a little bit more about her character which is that like 
making decisions is really hard for her but once she sticks to something she follows through no matter what and that is such a Virgo thing because for her like no matter what she knows that once she makes a decision she's like I have to follow through I have to keep my word so now for me go looking back on everything that happened it makes sense as to why she does what she does even though she really doesn't want to do it she's it's just part of who she is like she's like oh I don't want to do this but I said I would so I'm gonna do it I understand that though like as someone I like hate making big choices but once the uncertainty of it is over it's like a weight lifted off even if the certainty kind of sucks like I think that makes sense yeah can we talk about just like Charlie instantly noticing Bella's mood change when she comes back in from the woods they're so wholesome together I love that I love the fact that they just chill and watch a sitcom and neither of them like it but they just like that they're spending time together I thought that was so cute we we stand a healthy father-daughter relationship yeah and on the other side of that spectrum we have Renee who is just like emailing her nonstop, but she's not calling her like I feel like she wants a response you should call her it's much easier to pick up the phone and talk to her than it is to send her this email where she doesn't really get your vibe you know like it just seems so impersonal to me it is very random because it's not like you can just email on your smartphone back then either. Like you have to be at a desktop. Like just pick up the phone. And then uh, we get into Forks High, our favorite space. <laughs> Which yes, I think uh, is the funniest space. So far, like everything funny happens when we're at the school. So I stand. Pure comedy. You're, you're right. So the dance is still on. Everybody's still talking about it. Um... Now, Mike Newton, he just will not let it go. Like, I think Mike Newton, going back to our last episode, is the biggest simp of all. Um, Oh, for sure. Like, he He, will not stop asking her out. And he touches her hair, which I hate so much. So gross. Keep your hands to yourself, sir. Like, we're not doing this. Like, men just constantly have the audacity, like you said. And like- Apparently, Tyler says that he's taking Bella to the dance, and, like, everyone just believed him. And, of course, Lauren isn't, like, gonna go with them to, like, go pick out dresses and everything, because she doesn't exist in this story unless she's being, like, bitchy to Bella, which I absolutely hate. What's going on? She's so irrelevant. Like, she's literally not even in the movies because she's that irrelevant to the plot of this. (laughs) Her and Ben. We forgot about Ben when we were introducing the the Forks High gang. He's so irrelevant. Like, I feel bad. They're just our names. They're just so, like, showing that the school is indeed populated. Yeah. The lecture in gym. What the fuck? No, no, no. It's not just a lecture. It is a two-day lecture on badminton. <laughs> I just need what? to it's process. What? Is, is there a lot to learn about badminton? I mean... No offense to any, like, really hardcore Batmaners out there, but do we need two days to do that? I don't think so. Not at this school. You just, you just need one day. There's, like, ten kids in that class. I would, I would argue we need about ten minutes. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. It's like, you hit this, you're done. That is indeed badminton right there. I, I don't know badminton at all. I'm just guessing here. There's a birdie. 
which is the little sh or shuttlecock, sorry. I, I think that you can call it either one. And then you have a racket and then you hit it over the net. Oh shit, teach me something. <laughs> <laughs> I will teach you all about badminton. I think it's called the birdie, right? I'm Googling this right now. Is that your favorite search engine, Taylor? Because <laughs> clearly. It's, I am, I'm going to my favorite search engine of Google, a shuttlecock um, of badminton. And it's also called a birdie. Okay, so I was right. You can call it either one. Shuttlecock sounds a little dirty, so that's why I think that people call it birdies. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, actually, I am the gym teacher giving you a lecture about badminton right now. Thank you for coming on the podcast to talk to us about this important sport. You are so welcome. <sighs> All right, Taylor, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Are we talk. ready for the the Bangla agenda? <laughs> yes, you have to support. Let's go because this we have so, so much fun. evidence. Oh my god! Okay, first of all, Bella says it would be nice to get out of town with some girlfriends. Gay, gay, gay. It's pretty gay. Just saying. Um, right. She sits by Angela instead of Mike. Yes, that could be construed as we don't like Mike. But right. why is it Angela? Hmm? Why is it Angela? Why, when Jessica asked her to go, she's like, mm, perhaps. And Angela asked her and she says, absolutely, I'm their girlfriend. Let's do it. It's because she's in love with her, Taylor. Period. Period. Okay. And then Angela, Angela so wants to go to the dance with Bella. Okay. She doesn't want to go with Eric because like it's confirmed okay because they're in the car they're driving and jessica is just being jessica and she's hounding angela to tell her her type and like bella just completely changes the subject she's like i just uh we're just gonna change the subject and so then angela gives her this like really like longing like thank you face and i'm like oh my god she knows she knows that she isn't she knows like bella supports the gays bella she is does. why period also i'm gonna just give you some evidence to support what you just said when they're dress shopping bella looks at jess's dress says oh yeah like the blue great we love the blue however she looks at angela and it is such an elegant detailed description the pale pink dress hung off her tall frame accentuated her honey highlights that's not subtle bella that's just not subtle you're so gay. She wants to kiss her so bad. I was beginning to really like Angela. That's a direct quote, mofo. Okay? She's gay. It's gay. It's lesbian activity. Angela wanted to ask Bella to the dance so bad, but Angela is just afraid to come out right now. She has a crush. She has a crush. It's just facts. It's just facts. Why else is she not going to say her type? Huh? There's no way. There's no way she wouldn't have just indulge jessica unless there was a reason yes she's going to the dance with eric because she has to go with a boy but if she didn't if forks was a little more progressive town i don't even know if that's true we don't know if forks is progressive or not but it was also 2005 and stephanie Myers a mormon so you know yeah but uh the bangela agenda is real it's so real and we have evidence we have you on camera <laughs> I was just yeah. so happy with everything that we got. And we and it's the gift that keeps on giving when we continue. We got to get, unfortunately, through the gross shit of these chapters, which is... Let's dive in. I, oof, I will give it to Stephanie Meyer, though, because she did write the tension pretty well. Like, I was pretty nervous reading those chapters, to be quite no. honest. 
me too like I was listening to the audiobook again because again I it's just been like so crazy so it's like I didn't have time to sit down and read it um but listening to it gave me such anxiety like I was because it's because it's like in this fantasy book and I know that it's more of a love story than a fantasy of course we've discussed that before but you know the vampires and the werewolves and they're so strong and they have so much power but like the scarier part of this book is like the human monsters of it all yes. this is a more rooted you know in reality and you can walk outside and stuff actually happens so that's why I think that this was a million times scarier than any of the legends and myths that we hear about <sighs> Goodness gracious. Bella goes to look for books on the legends. And uh, this is where Bella was kind of like on our shit list a little bit because she was being a little ignorant about the bookstore woman and her business. It's also, it's also so funny to me because that doesn't make any sense. Like that would be the bookstore to go to to exactly. get one of these obscure books. Like a Barnes and Noble is not going to have what you're looking for. Like this lady probably will. And just, and it just irritates me because that was like a direct line to the answer she was looking for. Like you said, I just don't like how this is framed to get uh, Bella to become the damsel in distress and ever to be the white knight. Like, you know, like it's just, we could have done so many other things, you know? Um, I agree. But like saying that she was looking for a normal bookstore was just not it especially because you're you're looking for obscure supernatural things like like you said a Barnes and Noble is not it's not gonna hit that baby it's not gonna yeah it doesn't make any sense like your logic is so flawed (laughs) she ends up not really finding one she comes across this group of men just as a woman it's just very anxiety um inducing because it's like you always feel like there's someone watching you or following you. And in this case, that was really happening. And it was just very, very scary. And she ends up being attacked. It's really sad because she's just considering giving up. That happens. Edward just comes the fuck out of nowhere because we need him, I guess. And he intimidates the people, the guys, he saves her you can't see me but I'm putting up air quotes um and then this is another point where I'm just like I I cannot stand you because this is a woman who's just gone through a traumatic ordeal attentions are high her heart is pounding like everything is super scary she's seen this person that she knows come out of nowhere she's like an hour and a half away from home like so much is going on and she finally is in a place where like oh okay i'm, I'm out of this dangerous situation possibly and what does this motherfucker do he tries to put it all on himself and say okay i need you to distract me so i don't do something stupid you're not the one who just went through a traumatic ordeal here like yeah you're absolutely right about that it's really messed up like why is that doesn't need she doesn't need him to be this person right now like she needs probably someone like making sure she's okay and comforting her not being this murderously angry guy like this messed up right like it's not about you it's about her like 
it, it it's like he saved her out of the kindness of his heart or whatever but now he's making it all about him like how does that work you like rescued her from this stressful situation but then you're like causing a different stressful situation and it's sad because she's like having to rack her brain like she's <clears throat> saying it internally like I'm trying to rack my brain on what to talk about and she does find like a funny topic to talk about but that's just not on her that's not her job that's not what she needs to be doing yeah I did think it was funny that she was just ranting about how much Tyler sucks though I because I think that she almost needed that like I, I totally agree with you like it wasn't on her at all to do that for him but in a way I think that like okay it kind of made her laugh a little because it is so like petty high school stuff that I'm glad that that kind of did like indirectly probably like take her mind off of it and just like think about something stupid for a second the way she wants to run everyone over with her car she's so aggressive I'm obsessed she's like no one can hurt Sia no one can hurt my truck so I'm just going to hit everybody they're driving and he takes her to where she's supposed to be meeting Angela and Jessica and like she's very turned on that he can parallel park like listen I am too that's hot like parallel parking is hard it is hard but like can we raise our standards just a little bit higher the bar is underground at this point I guess I do have to point out that the restaurant is called La Bella Italiano, which ties into one of the best quotes from the Twilight movie. Mm-hmm. Is she even Italian? Her name is I'm Bella. <laughs> it's wonderful. I do have to say though, okay, yes, we ship Angela. However, was it not kind of shitty that Angela and Jessica ate without her? Yes, but you know what? In true Angela fashion, I think she was bullied into it. I think I do too. she was going to sit there and like me, because I'm the same way sometimes. Like, I think she was going to sit there and wait for Bella to show up. And Jessica was just like, you need to eat. And she didn't yeah. refuse. So she did. Because I agree with you. Because listen, listen, another part of the Vangela agenda. Okay. Another part of the evidence is that when she sees Bella with Edward she's like kind of taken aback by it and then when Edward's like oh I think we should let Bella get something to eat Angela just runs off with Jessica so fast it's not because she was trying to give Bella and Edward space it's because she didn't want to deal with seeing Bella with a boy she was so upset she needed to get out of there she was Mm -hmm. I also just want to talk about some of the funniest parts of their dinner like excluding their conversation just talking about the descriptions the fact that Bella hates the hostess on site because she so much as looks at Edward guess what color hair the hostess has if you guessed blonde you'd be correct (laughs) Stephanie Meyer hates blondes she is blonde phobic and that's the truth of it so blonde phobic it's so so obvious it's also so funny she loves like using the word nibbles like when Bella's eating the breadstick nibbling on the breadstick this reminded me of one of the first couple of chapters where she describes Edward picking at the bagel with his like long fingers they are both rats (laughs) confirmed Twilight Ratatouille crossover win 
should be tomorrow that fan fiction i will do deep i will go dark web to find that yes as you should you're doing us all a service i um i also just want to point out the fact that bella throws back like eight cokes like drink some water girly you are going to start shaking uncontrollably that many cokes it's gonna mess you up she throws them back And I just want her to drink some H2O and love herself a little more. Listen, I understand. I don't drink Coke. I am a big Dr. Pepper person. I would drink like eight if no one told me to not. Doesn't your body just hurt after a point? Don't you just need some actual water to like- Oh no, I'll drink some water. But like if no one asked and I had it, I'd probably drink it. (laughs) I simply couldn't. I think that my body would go into like shock. Like that's just so much sugar to just pound back. Dr. Pepper, please sponsor us. <laughs> I love that. That's like, the dream. You don't even have when to we, pay me much money. You can pay me half in money and half in a lifetime supply of Dr. Pepper. I when Dr. Love Pepper, I when Dr. Pepper sponsors Win and Forks, it's over for the other bitches. No, seriously. <laughs> like I want this so bad. Like this is not even a bit or a joke. I really want this. It's the dream. Um, but they're at the restaurant. He's making her eat. She's downing the Cokes like nobody's business. And again, this is another instance where he is coming at this all wrong. And this is, this is why I'm just like, I don't, I just don't understand. There's just too much. (laughs) But he is irritated that she's not responding to the trauma in the way that he wants her to and it's completely bizarre to me especially because he can read minds he obviously knows body language like this is the thing where i'm just like what it, it doesn't make any sense to me he's expecting her to just like fall apart and fall into his arms so that he can be like the captain save a hoe and i don't appreciate that because who are you to be like you're not responding to this trauma right and yeah edward has like one speed like he doesn't have different like speeds is the only word i can think of because he's just always on the same wavelength of like really intense i think and like wanting her to be this certain way. Like he's not very um, like nurturing in a way. Like he doesn't really have that side to him. He's always like, protect yourself. You should be reacting scared. You should be more scared. And it's like, chill out. Like exactly try to read what she's thinking and feeling and adapt to that. Like she, he, he's not very observant for who he which, is. For, for someone is who can read so minds and has been here for- You're fucking 500 years old. How can you not? And apparently, this is a Midnight Sun spoiler. Um, apparently, he has two medical degrees. How the fuck is that possible? You can't read body language and you have two medical degrees? Yeah, maybe it's like a psychology it. class every once in a while. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's like none of the, the math is just not mathing and I'm over it. But just like the schools and the buildings. <laughs> exactly. There's just so much that we can tally up. That's just not adding to the right amount. But I thought it was really sad that Velo said that she responds to trauma really well, or, and yeah. I was like, 
my child no (laughs) I agree I I even wrote down that quote I've always been very good at repressing unpleasant things no I hated that yeah I I agree but Bella's like okay you need to talk to me because we can't keep tap dancing on this shit no more you need to tell me how the fuck you found me he says that he followed Jessica's thoughts and that's how he knew where to find her and like the more he goes into the explanation, the grosser it gets. And Bella's just like nodding, smiling and nodding. This is where you say, check, please. Um, <laughs> Give me the check for the eight Cokes and I will be on my way. <laughs> exactly. And then this was kind of interesting, though, to me, because the way that the movies kind of portray it, because, again, we, we've said it before, um we've watched the movies more than we read the books this is our first time in like a decade for me the way it was portrayed is that there's a bunch of thoughts going around just like floating around right and Edward just can hear them all like he hear they're so loud that like he has no choice but to like listen in like it's just there you know but with what he's saying, it makes it so much more sinister and gross to me because of the fact that he says that because he's been in large groups of people for so long, like it's just like a really low buzz and he has to actively like choose who he wants to target to hear their thoughts clearly. And so the fact that he says he literally would listen in intently to Jessica's thoughts and watch her that way is so weird. That is weird. But to be fair, if I had that power, I would, I would listen to people's thoughts too. I wouldn't just tune in out the whole time. I'd probably get interested. Right. No, of course. Of course, you know, he does talk about how like, like it's important that they like figure out what's being said about them and everything but still this just means that he's actively listening in because he wants to know more about her like he won't just ask her directly which he could do that's true like you're invading someone else's mind because you're too pussy to talk to somebody like you don't want to talk to a girl yeah that's that's true she's not like other girls not like other girls tm 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 (laughs) He just keeps talking about all the supernatural shit. And Bella's just like, okay, so you're just like a fucking vampire. Like, I know. Edward is a vampire, guys? What? What? Is he finally true? said it? They finally said it? Like, out loud? Say it out loud. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of Edward is a vampire, um love them they're also a cool twilight podcast that you should be listening to i feel like if i talk about them enough they'll appear on the show at some point um great as if by magic as if by magic but yes we love maggie and chris over here in this household and then he tells her that he's been 17 for a while and literally she literally i'm not saying literally to be like funny she literally goes okay okay (laughs) Sounds good. Well, I think the main thing that I just don't like about Edward is that he's not the monster that he thinks he is. Like, so what if I'm the monster? <laughs> I, his quotes crack me up. I've written some down. He says, 
if there's trouble within 10 miles, you'll find it. And she says, you put yourself in that category unequivocally. I can't even say that word because it's so like clunky and like something yeah. no one ever says. Um, but your no. number was up the first day I met you. <laughs> chill out. Like, no chill out. Like, what the fuck? Like, he just clearly said- not because she's still here. Exactly. I'm still alive, but I'm barely breathing. Oh, yes. Stream the script right after you listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Love them. But no, it's like he's not the monster he thinks he is. He's he's literally like a turtle. I don't know how else to ex- describe it. It's like turtle. He's a turtle. He's a turtle that drinks blood. I could literally just like lay you on your back and you'd be done. Like you're you have one setting and it's intense. Like as soon yeah. as I get past that, you're done. <laughs> exactly. Once I get used to you being a little abrasive, we're fine. Right. Like you're not you're not scary. And that's the thing. Like he's supposed to come off as scary. He thinks he comes off as scary. And it's like you just come off as a prick. A he just prick comes off as like person. someone trying to be really edgy. He like works himself up over like impossible scenarios when it comes to Bella. She's human like I understand you haven't been human for like a thousand years but like humans fall down dude they drop things he's working like he's the type of person that's like oh what if a missile hit her while she's like picnicking on the beach and it's like you're coming up with shit that's not possible okay but my anxious brain understands (laughs) I mean okay I'll, I'll give it that but it's like what and then when he's asking, he's finally asking Bella about her trauma because, you know, I don't know why we weren't doing that like 20 pages ago, but he gets really confused when Bella says that she was going to defend herself. He was like, what? Like, what do you mean, what? (laughs) Women? Women fighting for themselves? What? Crazy. Women have rights? No. Not in 1918, they didn't. Right. Because because he asks her why she just didn't run. And in true Bella fashion, she goes, I fall down when I run. Fair. Listen, I, I, I do understand that. But at the same time, if you focus hard on not falling, can you not? Like, this goes back to the thing where I think that she has a medical condition. Like, she's got vertigo or something. <laughs> I, I, if you have to run a little bit, and if you focus your whole brain on not falling, you should probably be able to do it right. Maybe you should practice then, because that's a little concerning. Yeah. And then he, like, drives her back, and he's like, I want to hear more of your theories. It's like, dude, why do we need to hear the theories? She knows you're a vampire. Who gives a right. fuck what else she found? Fucking Nosferatu. Like, we don't care. We know. We right. know you're a vampire. And so they just go through all the cliches. And another instance of him just not giving a fuck about how she feels about anything. And she's like, hey, can you, like, drive at, like, a human pace? And he's like, aha, silly human girl. It's, like, so annoying because it's, like, he berates her for being a human and feeling these human emotions and doing these human things, but then he like fucking flips when when he thinks of her possibly doing or going through anything that involves her being human. Pick a lane. Yeah. Pick a lane. Right, right. He's like, he's, he's very confusing. 
he drops her off and so charlie uh oh, love charlie charlie's just like how was it and she's like oh it was fine i love how this all took place within like two hours too like <laughs> oh like so much happened and it was like two hours past because stephanie meyer writes fucking minute to minute and i wish she wouldn't <laughs> yeah it's true like we didn't need all that extra, but she gets home and she tells Charlie she had a great time. She's like, oh, I'm gonna go call Jessica. And Charlie's like, didn't you just talk to her? Like, didn't you just get out of the car with her? <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, that's right. But then Jessica calls anyway. And Jessica's like, girl, you need to give me the tea. Like, drop it. <laughs> Bella's like- it's true, she lives yeah. for the drama and I love that for her. Seriously, and she's like, I can't talk about it here. <laughs> I'll tell you tomorrow at school. <laughs> so funny in high school. And then we get the famous speech. Oh my gosh, can I please say it? I have it written please down. Do. I need okay. you to. About three things, I was absolutely positive. First, Edward was a vampire. Second, there was a part of him. And I didn't know how potent that part might be that thirsted for my blood. And third, I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. Cast me in the movie <laughs> right now. Kristen <laughs> Stewart, you're done. I love you. You're done. Now. Sorry, career over. Time for the Twilight fun fact of the week. You ready? Yes, I am. Okay. So before Twilight was Twilight, it was originally going to be titled Forks. And then Stephanie Meyer decided against it. I'm very glad because Forks is just, I feel like no one would really understand. <laughs> to be fair though, Twilight doesn't really say much about the book either. Yes, but it's ominous, you know what I mean? Just imagine, yeah. imagine going around and like walking around and saying, oh yeah, I'm a Forks stan. Right. Forks is like, I, I feel like you are thinking that you're going to read about like lunch ladies or something, which by the way, I would like to read that book, but that it just doesn't fit the vibe of what this is. Twilight is so dramatic and so like unnecessary. It fits. It totally. Agreed. Now it's time for me to introduce a new segment onto this show. I've been super excited about this one, which is called Selkuth or Stephanie, where I read a piece from either the original books or by my amazing and talented friend, Rachel, who, by the way, did the cover art for Win and Forks. And Taylor here has to guess. Oh my God, <laughs> I'm so nervous. This is gonna be so fun. I've been thinking about this a lot. Oh gosh, I'm okay. worried. Let's do it. Let's do it. Have you spoken to Tyler? Jessica changed the subject away from Mike, but still kept it on the boys. Her tone was suggestive, and my forehead was wrinkling, trying to decide the tone. Why would I speak to Tyler? I asked, sliding into the language building's door as Jessica opened it for me. I waited for Jessica to get back into step beside me as she gave me a coy smile. He asked me what color your prom dress was, Jessica laughed, and I felt annoyance cloy in the back of my mind. I didn't know how many times I needed to repeat myself that I wasn't interested. Ah, that is so hard. I know. Um, <laughs> I am gonna say 
it's fanfic yes oh okay good it felt like pretty good writing so I was like <laughs> exactly that's exactly why I chose Rachel's because Rachel's phenomenal yes this is an excerpt from the first chapter of Maladroit which is a Jasper Hale fanfic that she writes for. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Wow, good job, Rachel. Everybody should yeah. be Rachel. Um, she goes by Sailcoop on Wattpad. Um, you should check out all of her stories. She has a ton for all the characters, um, but the L is actually an uppercase I. Okay. So that was the first segment of Sailcoop or Sephardy. I love it. Okay, nice. Oh my gosh, we did a lot this episode, Taylor. It, we did, we, we truly did. And I'm so excited to do more next week. I was just so happy to get all that Bangela content. Like, I can't wait for more. There's so they much. Fed us, they fed us so well this week. So well. <laughs> I can't wait for you to get your Esme content. Because it's what I deserve. I mean, the, the, my Esme content, aka like the two times she's mentioned in the book, but I will <laughs> slurp it up. I will love it so much when I get it. I'm going to enjoy my crumbs. I'm going to feast on them. Put, put it in a little to-go bag and take it with you wherever you go. Please. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that we did this one. So that's it for this episode. We'll see you next week. And remember, winning forks... Support the Bangela. Support the Bangela agenda. Exactly. <laughs> Support the Bangela agenda. It's real. It's real, guys. <laughs>you just listened to an episode of Win and Forks by Taylor and Ajay, brought to you by Anchor, an app that makes it easy for anyone to make a dope podcast. So what are you waiting for? You can follow me, Taylor, on Twitter at alphabet underscore Anne and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore, as well as Ajay at Black Girl Lead on Twitter and Ajay Nolan on Instagram. You can follow the show directly at Win and Forks on both Twitter and Instagram. And feel free to email us at winandforkspodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, or hate mail you may have. And don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes and we just might read it on the show.